Kia ora, Ferg here. Welcome to Season 4 of the Head Shepherd Podcast. Head Shepherd is brought to you by the team at Next in Agri. Both Next in Agri and the Head Shepherd Podcast are focused on the business of livestock farming. My passion is livestock genetics, but I'm pretty keen on all aspects of livestock farming, and that is reflected by the great guests that we've had on so far and will have this season. Many thanks to all of you for listening. I really do love playing a small part in your weekly routine. A massive thanks to Allflex, who are again sponsoring this season. From tags to TSUs to sensors, Allflex have a great range of products that are always evolving with the farmer in mind, and the service is second to none. Welcome back to Head Shepherd. Really excited uh, this evening to have Laura Ryan with me. Welcome, Laura. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. Great to be here. So Laura is the founder and global chair of Meet Business Women, which we'll get get Laura to explain to us. But I guess we'll start with a bit of your background, Laura. What attracted you to the meat industry, sort of how long you worked in the industry and, and your sort of various positions? Yeah, it's an interesting background, really, because I ended up in the meat industry by total accident. And I speak to a lot of people that, that are exactly the same. Uh, I've got no agricultural family history whatsoever. I'm a total townie. So when I finished my master's at uni, I was looking for a local job. And I saw a marketing job um, advertised at a meat and poultry wholesaler. And this was just over 20 years ago. And I thought, oh, marketing meat, I'll give that a go. And um, as a kid, I didn't even like going in the butcher's shop. I didn't like the smell. So it wasn't like a natural fit for me. Um, but I went along to said company and it was a relatively small family business. And I just loved it. I loved the pace, the challenge, no two days were the same. So I just really got the bug for the industry. Um, and I worked there for a couple of years and got to travel and do different bits and pieces, launch regional brands, and then uh, stepped into working for the Levy Board in England and then worked my way up to director. And I was director of the Beef and Lamb Board in England up until four years ago uh, before I went portfolio and launched my own business. So, um, yeah, it, it, I, th- I think people think I'm a farmer's daughter and I think I still disappoint uh, some farmers when I go out onto farm and, and the old boy comes out and says, oh, you know, what are you farming? How many head have you got at home? And I'm like, I haven't even got a dog, I've got nothing. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting story. <laughs> yeah, not, even, not even a goldfish? Not even a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Cool. Excellent. So, yeah, that's, uh, and that's the beauty about our industry, I suppose. People come from all over all over different backgrounds and careers and that what's that's what makes it special i suppose if we all had the same background then nothing particularly innovative would happen uh so you founded meet business women back in 2015 um what was the i guess the charter then and and how has that evolved over time yeah and it was around a time that my role was becoming more senior and i was realizing that i was the only woman in the room uh, at a lot of meetings and I was thinking well where are all the other women and then um, on a weekend I would come back up north and see my mates and would sit and have a gin and tonic and they would say to me what have you been doing this week and I'd be saying uh, been out on farm or been around an abattoir and they would just be saying how awful sounds terrible why would you want to do that so I realized we had a reputational issue and a, um, a pipeline issue to the top and I wanted to get to know other women um, in the meat industry so I just booked a room in London on my credit cards very naively and said um, to my network who wants to come along and just have a bit of a networking session and to be brutally honest with you if a networking group had existed then 
I would have just gone along to it. I wasn't really looking to create this global juggernaut that Meet Business Women has become. So in the very early days, we were just um, a group that came together, networked and connected and had uh, a couple of events a year um, in the UK. And then as we've progressed, we've expanded globally um, into Australia, into New Zealand. We'll be expanding into Canada this year as well um, with partners. So, um, for example, uh, in Australia, we're working with the Australian Meat Industry Council. Um, in New Zealand, we're with MIA and Beef and Lamb New Zealand Limited and Inc. So um, we work with them on the ground to deliver regional events as well. So our vision is the global professional network for women in the meat industry to um, make sure the industry is sustainable as possible and to inspire, network and grow. We want to get all that great talent into the meat industry that's maybe never considered it. And once we've got it, we want to make sure we can hang on to it. Cool. Awesome. And I think, yeah, I love those three words on your on your website, inspire, network and grow. That's um yeah that's a that some sort of sums up the whole charter in in one hit and that's yeah. and that's yeah that's it's a fantastic fantastic organisation and um I guess you must be pretty proud of going from yeah one meeting on the booked on the credit card through to a global network and it's taken on a, a life of its own um I guess how's that feel how's that how's that changed your life. It's changed my life um, unbelievably. And as I say, if you told me at the beginning that rainy March day in London, that this is going to be a start of of this global network, I would would have probably said, I'm all right. I've got enough on my plate. I had a big full time job at the time and uh, I would have uh, I would have probably maybe backed away from it. But now it's the, the definitely the best thing that I've ever done because it gives me, even personally, the network to be able to pick up the phone and speak to different people across the world about what's happening in the, in the meat industry in their uh, situation. Um, and it gave me the confidence as well four years ago to set up my own business. So I run Laven Park, which is a marketing consultancy business, as well as spending time on meat business women. I'd never thought about being self-employed before. I'd always thought, you know, I would be an employee, but for the past three and a bit years, I've been running my own, uh, making my own look and running my own businesses, which is just something, again, that I'd never thought I would get to. And a lot of people come to me and say, you know, how do you manage it? And I, for me, it's about surrounding myself with good people and having a, we've got a great board with Meet Business Women and I've got a great small network as well that I use as a sounding board on a regular basis to make sure I'm on, on the right track that, that, that very, very much keep me level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cool. And I think, yeah, I guess my careers sort of had the same thing with mentors and people that just yeah encourage you to be better than you would have on your own and and I think that's that's an awesome an awesome thing that you can you can have that impact on a global scale with lots of women all over the main industry and and give them those those channels to mentors and channels to to inspire to, to grow and to and to get those networks so yeah very very cool uh, organization I guess for those who haven't heard of Meet Business Women and sort of what 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 events do you run? How does it work? How do women out there get involved? Yeah, it's a great question. So we've changed quite a lot, actually. Um, at the very beginning of this year, um, we launched a membership offer. So up until the beginning of this year, we ran the, the regional events. Uh, and when COVID struck, we started to do more online. Um, and we realised that we were getting more and more requests from folks to say, how do I join? And we didn't really have anything for them to join. We said, you know, we've got a couple of events in each country each year. Come along to those. 
Um, but we realised people wanted more. So at the beginning of this year, we launched a membership. So um, anyone can become a member. They just need to sign up on the website. And uh, for the membership, they get a monthly, at least a monthly masterclass about personal development. We tend to do, uh, I say at least because we're so passionate, we tend to do about three every month, but we do at least one. Um, and then um, we also have a mentoring portal on the membership area of the website as well. So if you would like to be um, a mentor or a mentee or both, um, it's a bit like a dating platform. You can put in your criteria, say what you're looking for. That can be within country if you'd like to, you know, for example, if you're in New Zealand and you would like a mentor in New Zealand, that's totally fine. You can put that criteria in. But some, for some folks, you might think, I wouldn't mind a sound, an international sounding board, someone to give me a different perspective. So that, that offers there too. So individuals can come and do that. And then for corporates, if you're... Um, running a, a meat company and you would like to have a chunk of those memberships for your individuals in your business and to tap into all of our corporate social responsibility work. For example, we launched a huge report last year. You can become a corporate member as well. And we've got 25 businesses now that are, are corporate members, including Coles in Australia, actually. They're our first strategic um, corporate member on a global scale, which is really exciting for us. Yeah, very cool. So to get involved, it's good on the website and yeah, and sign meetbusinesswomen.org, dead simple. <laughs> Click the button and uh, you can sign up from there. Cool. We'll put those. Uh, we'll put that URL on the on the show notes for sure. Um, Thank you. I guess yeah, your background is is as different as everyone's background is different. Getting in the industry, there's I'm sure there's plenty of talented women listening to the podcast. Um, some of them will be thinking about where they're going into careers in in this great great industry what's your message to to young or not so young women out there who are thinking careers uh, of a career in the main industry um i think find yourself a, a role model and find yourself a mentor and that doesn't need to be particularly formal if you don't want it to be um the research that i alluded to that we undertook last year uh, it came actually off the back of a, a request from the united nations again this is another pinch yourself moment they contacted us back in 2019 to say we're seeing what you're doing and we think you could be a sustainable development goal for the meat industry so we went out and spoke to them and we're now um, recognised by the United Nations, but they challenged us really hard on how many women are working in the meat industry and what are the enables and enablers and barriers. So last year we conducted a huge piece of research so to know how many women are working within the uh, meat industry and also what do we need to do more of to attract and retain that talent. So the role modelling and mentoring was huge and came out very centrally from that. Um, and it was really clear, particularly the young graduates that we spoke to, that they can't see women necessarily that look like them, um, that do the sort of jobs that they want to do. So um, I think we're happy to signpost people. So if there's anyone listening and they think, do you know what? I've, I'm thinking about a career in the meat industry and would love to talk to somebody. Come to us at Meat Business Women and we'll be able to hook you up for sure. Um, or alternatively, ask one of your contacts and say, can I, you know, can I have a conversation with you about it? I think that we saw from the, the research that we did and, and we see it every single day from the meat industry. We're not great at showing all the brilliant jobs that exist. When you talk to someone that doesn't work in the meat industry, what is it? It's farming and butchery. There's not a lot else in between. We don't talk about strategy or MPD or marketing or 
all this commercial, all operations, all the great other stuff that exists. So we're on an absolute mission to start showing that. So uh, we launched a campaign um, just six weeks ago called She Looks Like Me. Um, and that's just a launch campaign to show the different um, faces in the meat industry. And then we're going to role model different women throughout the supply chain. So take a look at that video as well. And again, it's on the front page of our website. Yeah, cool. And we'll definitely have that hashtag in our social media um, when we right. when we go out there and launch. Yeah, for sure. The if you're seeing change, are we seeing? Uh, I guess more women getting involved and more women into higher positions, which is the ultimate aim. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. So the data that we collected last year ba baselined us. So it showed that 36% of folks working in the meat industry are female. At board level, that drops to 14, and at CEO level, it's 5%. So we'll go back out again next year to see if the, the dial has shifted. Um, but anecdotally, I'm seeing a lot of change, particularly from CEO level folks saying we need to get a balanced board. And some of that is coming from external pressures because um, their customer base are demanding it from them. You know, an example I would give, you know, Tesco here in the UK are very clear on their suppliers to show how are you getting more gender equality in your supply um, base and in your pipeline. So we're seeing more of that. And I think people are just realising it genuinely makes better business. The data shows it. McKinsey report shows it. If you get more diversity around every single, it doesn't necessarily need to be in boardroom, but team meeting, you make better decisions, punchier decisions, and you make more money. So why wouldn't you? So I think people are coming to that. And I think the other challenge is, and I know you guys feel it in the Southern Hemisphere, and boy, are we feeling it at the moment in the UK, the labour challenge, um, that we, we don't have enough people working in the meat industry. So if we don't make it attractive to half of the population, we're, we're really struggling. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm finding, particularly over the last six to eight months, people are a lot more open for those conversations. Yeah, cool. And I think, I think you're making a, a really important point there that this is not about just equality for equality's sake. This is about good business and good decisions and, and actually having having everyone that's that can actually contribute to the decision in the, in the room rather than only a, a part of a part of that whole whole ecosystem definitely what are what are the trends we're seeing or we're sort of i guess all aware of the plant-based meat movement and been kind of enjoying seeing the supermarket shelves full of them when everything else gets stripped out in covid but um but we have to keep our head out of the sand and, and thinking about it. what are the i guess that's a bit of a I don't think it has a massive potential, but um, what are the things that are having a that will have a positive influence on the meat industry into the future that you see evolving now? I think one of the, the trends, and I don't know if it's not necessarily positive or negative, but around the sustainability piece, and we're still feeling our way uh, as a meat industry to talk about the sustainability criteria around meat and meat production. So um, the example I would give is um, on the 26th of July, we'll see the United Nations Food Systems Summit pre-summit event and then the actual summit is taking place in September uh, and there's a huge challenge within there for the meat industry and the meat industry hasn't been the best at coming together in a pre-competitive space globally to decide what our single global narrative is and I've been doing quite a lot of space in this area and we're still um, quite a trading uh, industry aren't we and we still like to say well British production's best or Australian production's best and 
that, that there's there's always a place for differentiation and as a marketer I would say that but before we do that we need to defend the category so um, I'm seeing a trend which is great for um, meat producing nations coming together and sharing expertise and using a common language for big in, intergovernmental events to make sure we're well represented on a, a, a UK example I would give um, we had a national food strategy published this week and within that it said that we should be consuming 30% less meat so these government decisions are going to come thick and fast I think and pressure retailers to sell less meat whilst actually as you've alluded to consumers want to buy more consumers are happy with that so where is that balance going to land and we need to make sure that we're communicating well because the anti-meat lobby is so well funded so well aligned and communicates extremely well so uh, th that's the area that i think we, we we've all got a role to play both within the meat business women and and beyond that we can come together share uh, and and dis disseminate the great work that we're doing yeah really good points so i think i think in the fullness of time when things are properly measured and like and people work out that our methane output is no different than it was 200 years ago and and our carbon influences is much better than the comparative plant-based protein plant-based protein equivalents and our land use we're running i know in new zealand and i'm sure it's the same in the uk we're running animals on on hill country that generally you can't do anything else with and in a really sustainable way and really good evidence that it's it is in a sustainable uh, fashion and i think i think when it, yeah i sort of I sit somewhat confidently thinking that one in the fullness of time with full measurement will actually will be worked out to be a really great industry and, and those targets to reduce meat consumption will be actually reversed. But maybe that's naive. I think I'm a scientist. I'm, that's that's what I do. I do science and, and we know what the science is. It's, there's a lot of emotion being used to and a lot of, as you say, a lot of investment being used to, to sway people away from what is a very healthy and, and very sustainable production system and and product but that's just my two bobs worth and that's um but uh yeah and and, and 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 i love what you're saying and i think the next step of that is sharing that science because what from what i'm seeing and i'm not scientific at all it's hard to get everyone on the same measurement and i'm seeing sort of farms over here using different carbon capture measurement tools and everyone seems to be using something different which then sets us on the back foot for promoting well actually this is the actual numbers so yeah i think um i, I, I agree with you and i think we can we can come together more yeah no definitely and i like that i really like that concept we work across australia and new zealand and we see a lot of replication uh we're really through the last 12 18 months we've built a lot of networks into europe and other places and yeah the the level of replication and like, unnecessary spend to, to prove the same thing twice is we're just not playing we're just not playing our best team if we play it that way and we're we're playing against some pretty well-funded teams What's next for for meat business women? Is there is there we're going to be world domination or where are we heading? I was just about to say world domination. You took the words out of <laughs> my mouth. We we, we genuinely are. So uh, it, cool. obviously, um, COVID um, for us actually, we were always going to do more in a virtual world, and we we're always going to do more in that space. It's probably fast tracked that. So. Um, 
the membership uh, offer that, that I mentioned, it pro probably fast forwarded that, which is great. But what you'll see um, later this year, more physical events coming back, which is great in the UK and um, actually New Zealand. We've got one running next week and uh, um, Australia in October. We've got one running too. So we'll get back to physical events, which is just so important for people to to be able to network face to face and strengthen those networks and then as I've mentioned we're expanding into Canada and if folks aren't in any of those countries it doesn't matter they can be a member too it's great we've got members in India and across Europe and South America so I think we'll hopefully and our, our ambition is to get more women from across the world to join Meet Business Women and then more territories take on Meet Business Women to run their own events too and just that whole power of the, the network and the community and it's probably worth mentioning as well it obviously our main focus is women but we do have men that are members of Meet Business Women which is great because the majority of what we're talking talking about is personal development and we've got particularly a lot of senior men which is fantastic on our mentoring portal that want to make sure they're nurturing new talent so I uh, just thought that that's worth pointing out so we'll probably see more and more of that but yeah world domination basically <laughs> <laughs> awesome I love a bit of love a bit of world domination and yeah no massive congratulations on, on all that you've achieved in the last last six years I'm sure it's flown and you you have to pinch yourself to see yeah, where you're at today compared to that first first meeting, but doing a really important role uh, or playing a really important role for for the industry and uh, anything that's inspiring young and, and not so young women to be involved in our industry is is fantastic. And whatever we can do at Next Gen Agri, we'll we'll do to to help you uh, inspire, network, and grow. I love those three words. And yeah, um, yeah, loved having a chat tonight. Thanks very much for your time and uh, and all the very best for for world domination. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Head Shepherd is produced by the talented Sophie Barnes. Thanks again to Allflex for their ongoing support and their sponsorship of Season 4. The team at Allflex couldn't be more helpful and we really enjoy our long-term association with them.